the SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Episode 240 of the SMD Podcast Show. Just about a month since we last recorded. Danny and Vin are both here tonight. What's going on, boys? Not much. What's going on, guys? How's it going tonight? Life is good. Life is good. We are getting ready. It's almost baseball season, boys. I can't wait. Thank God. They said it on Joe and Evan today. You've officially hit that point of spring training where it's just like, can they just count now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm done caring about spring training. I've been pretty good. I've only really watched yesterday's game, like yesterday's game. So I've been good so far this spring training. So I'm I'm ready to go. I haven't watched. I just kind of like been listening to Joe and Evan, just kind of basically telling me what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I had a few minutes, so I watched yesterday for a bit. So I was like, oh, baseball's back. Yeah, I watched a couple times. I watched it when Diaz pitched once. That was a bad idea. Oh no. <laughs> That's one way to ruin an appetite. Oh, man. It was like, it was a spitting image. It was like everything he did wrong last year, it was all over again. I was like, I'm never watching spring training. And then they and they said it's all it's all mechanical, too. Oh, Jeremy Hefner is going to fix him. It's okay. Jeremy Hefner. Jeremy Hefner in the naked motion capture. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Hefner and naked no- so- Noah Syndergaard. Are gonna make everything okay. Uh, he's so he's such a hardo. Apparently, apparently, whatever he did the other day with the the underwear was an actual like statistical. It, it thing. was like a motion captured thing, but I don't think you have to be naked to do that. <laughs> I'm positive. How do you know you it know wasn't like a motion capture thing for a Nike underwear commercial? Well, that's what I thought it was originally. That's what you hope it is but, when you're looking at it. I don't hope it, but it's like that's when I see that I'm like he's shooting a commercial during a spring training game. That's the most Noah Syndergaard thing I've ever heard in my life. Somebody yep. has to go throw his lunch out again. Yep, until he gets rocked and he'll make some lame excuse like he always does. Mm-hmm. He has coronavirus instead of hand, foot, and mouth disease this time. Well, at least it's a real disease this time. <laughs> he didn't make one up. <laughs> and then PJ happened to say he also had It wasn't the call her daddy disease? No, it wasn't the call <laughs> He might as well have just named it that. You know what? Knock on wood because the Mets don't have the coronavirus yet. I am shocked the entire organization doesn't have it. <laughs> That's uh, currently in Tampa with the Yankees right now. Yeah, they have a, some kind of injury bug. What I don't get, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, is all their injuries are from last year. <laughs> I understand that... one of the three on why it hasn't been fixed, but the Paxton one I understand because... Well, the Paxton the one back... needed the back surgery, so he should have had that quicker. No, but they wanted to... Not do surgery because obviously you don't want to do surgery with your back. So they're trying to have him heal, and then him working out 
inflamed it more than unfortunately. The, the only one you surgery. can't you can't blame the Yankees on is Severino. You can't say, oh, you could have prevented this. And I think Paxton too, because it, it's a cyst on your back. You're you're gonna be conservative with that. You're I, not gonna want to have an open surgery on your back. Just the judge thing makes no sense. Yo, that's, yeah, the judge... that's some Ray Ramirez shit written all over it. It really does. Is that <laughs> Ray Ramirez? I really need to know if Ray Ramirez got a job somewhere. I hope he did. I'm sure I hope he he's does. happy. He's he's the uh, medical assistant director in the Cuban league. You definitely made that up. I did. Well, I'm gonna try to get something not made up. Let's continue on here. <laughs> but like, oh look, Judge has a rib injury in September. Let's wait till March to get it evaluated. That's like the Wilpons running a franchise shit. That's bad. But it's like, also, every time, it's like, hey, look, another Yankees hurt. Another Yankees hurt. And it's just, like, strange to see at this point. Yeah. Bleeding back all the way to last year. And if I remember, they, they fired all the medical staff at the end of the year, right? If I remember, I think that's what Evan said today. Uh, Yeah, they, ha- they fired most of them. And then God knows when Stanton comes back, too. So that's another crazy thing. Stanton's done. My book. Speaking of done, well, Vin's looking up where Ray Ramirez is last found. Yeah, because we, we all care. His own training thing, but I don't think uh, I don't think it was active. I couldn't find anything. Because we all care. Um, Speaking of guys Dan, who are done. You're telling me you don't care where Ramirez is right now. After nope. all this time. Hashtag always, Dan. I know you know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. People who are outdated and stupid to sign Josh Norman in Buffalo. It's going to be... Norman. I don't know. He hasn't been relevant since his first year in Washington. Even then, yeah. he wasn't even that relevant. Yep, basically. Things happen when guys play in markets they don't care about. Like, like we can get into this later with the Islanders. Like, they almost traded for Zach Parise the deadline, and I had to think to myself, "Is Zach Parise still good?" Because I he didn't is. know. And like the same thing happened today. Like, is Jack Norman still good? I don't think so. But he also was in Carolina, so I don't really give a shit. I mean, Washington. I don't really give a shit. I think he he's still good to like he wasn't what he was, but he's still good. That if he was on the Islanders, everybody'd be happy about it, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved I to have Parise, but Josh Norman right. going to yeah. Buffalo means nothing to me. It means absolutely nothing. Like that. No, just... we for the first time we never have to play Josh Norman, so it's nice. It didn't I mean, matter yeah. playing him anyway. I know, I know. Relax, relax. Was he good? What I'm saying, like, was he like competent? No, he was just just Josh Norman talking a lot of shit. He was just there. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Didn't really watch a lot of Redskins football, to be honest with you. I don't know. I mean, you you played them, though, at least. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Those games were blurs. Well, with that being said, let's go into our leadoff. Leading off. All right, welcome back to the leadoff. We 
figured we'd start off today with the um, we didn't really be able to get into the new MLB rules, mainly the three batter rule. Um, are there any others that you guys wanted to have on top of your mind? That was really it, right? Um, the playoff uh, feature we can also talk about um, as well. Yeah. Oh, there, well, there's roster limits and that kind of stuff, but that's the roster limits. It's quickly they basically you, you they basically are setting your roster like player wise for you. You everybody has thirteen pitchers and five position players, and that's just how it is kind of now. Good. Make it yeah. so it's like you, a set number. Yeah, you're not you're not allowed to have more than thirteen pitches anymore. And you ha- right, so that means you have to have five bench players with the twenty six guys. So that I mean I, I like that. It makes things easier for figuring things out. The three batter rule, I don't. It doesn't make a lot of sense. About like, I get it. They want to try to speed up the game. How is that going to speed up the game, though? Well, here's the thing. So the Elias, I think it was Elias Sports Bureau. Somebody uh, posted this last week, maybe. There were, I think, two thousand something pitching changes of less than one, of like one batter. Or less than three batters, or I think it was one batter, and like a thousand of them wouldn't be allowed now. The other ones were at the end of innings or whatever. So they're saving roughly a thousand pitching changes. You know, that's what two a game, three a game. You're saving fifteen minutes, if that, maybe ten minutes a game. It doesn't. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. But I guess what they're saying it's like a pace of play thing. Like a two-hour action movie and a two-hour play are different kind of things. You know what I'm saying? So, like, making the game maybe move a little quicker, I get. I think it's just there to create more offense. Personally. Like, now, if you set your lineup right, and, you know, either, like, so there was an article in The Athletic, uh, I think it was Jason Stark, and he was talking to Joe Madden. And Joe Madden was like, ordinarily, his three big hitters are Rendon, Otani, and Trout, right? So no, ordinarily, you would bat them right, right, left, right to try to get a matchup or make them use pitchers, whatever. Now, his thinking is, and he's, we all know he's a crazy mad scientist, put Otani ahead of them. So then if you bring in a lefty to face Otani, he has to pitch to the other two guys. Or he gets to face a right-handed pitcher. So, like, you, you're the strategy of that will be interesting, and the strategy of when you make your pitching changes, obviously, because you can also do it at the end of the inning. So our guys, like they mentioned Jerry Blevins, only got a minor league deal. He's been a staple in people's bullpens the past few years. Does he, you know, do the guys that got that die out or do they hang around a little bit because of that end of the inning rule? Do they, does it take a little while to figure it out? It's, it, it definitely, it doesn't necessarily take strategy away. It adds, it just changes the strategy. But I don't, personally don't like it. I don't like taking, you know, rule, like moves out of somebody's arsenal. 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't like the whole and they take out a lot of people's jobs with the left handed reliever and the whole situation with that with it just I don't know. I don't see how that that really helps move the game quicker. Because let's say for example that left handed reliever is gonna be in for one batter. Well that would have been one batter now gets rocked and then the inning takes even longer than what it would have normally been there there that's going to be fun the first time that happens and people are going to tweet well here's your uh pace of play right there so i already see that happening now well yeah there was remember who said it but like they were talking about like Injuries are also obviously an issue too. You you push somebody a little further. Do you have to not use a guy because you can really only get one guy out? You know you don't want this to cause more injuries. Yeah. Right. What's your thought all about the the playoff bracket if they they were to ever extend the playoffs? Uh, personally, I don't like. I didn't like the the playoff thing. I I like the idea. I, I actually am weirdly on board with the idea of cha- of picking who you play. See, I'm I the opposite. Be... I'm the opposite. I, 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 I'm all for that extra team, but I'm not all for, for the stupidity of the, oh, I get to pick which team I'm playing because that's just going to piss off a lot of people. But how is that going to work? Is it like... Like let's so say, let's say the Mets and Nationals are the two wild card teams, and and uh, the the next team in was I don't know the Cu- the Brewer the Cubs. We'll say the Cubs, right? Do you right. have to wait till the wild card game is played, and then you get to choose who you're playing, or well, well, they so would there would be a whole first round, which would be nuts. Yeah. There would be seven playoff teams in each um, league now. So and one by first. The best record gets a buy, which I don't like buys. Yeah, I don't like buys in baseball. Yeah, yeah, that's the only sport. Even it would only push it back like three days, probably. They would only push it to like Saturday. But yeah, the idea was the number one seed gets a buy, the second seed, and then it's the first round. The second seed picks who they want, the third seed picks who they want, the fourth seed gets who's left over, and then those games will be played in a three game series all in the team with the better records ballpark on, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You just play all those games. And then I guess the new series would start Friday, or probably you would start them Saturday and Sunday, I would assume, or maybe Friday and Saturday. No, it's got to be Saturday and Sunday. So then that team, one of the teams with a bye, with the bye gets a whole week off. I don't like that, personally. It gets the yeah. picking ready, but I don't like the... Don't yeah. Like that's the only thing I see. That's the only thing. Like, if there was like a best, like, crazy, like, scenario of like, I don't know, they would have to, they get paid a million dollars to figure it out. But the original yeah. scenario is a little crazier. But if there was a way to add another playoff team, I'd be okay with it. But what they're doing now with the extra wild card, I, I actually do like that right now. I, they could just add a playoff team, right? I would do that. Forget the, I don't know. You can't have seven playoff teams. No, because currently there's five. Currently there's three division winners and two wild cards. Right. So you would 
you could just in in their scenario they want to add two, and then the the first team gets a bye. The other six play each other, and for in, in a new first round, I'll I'd rather just add one playoff team, and then it's just a divisional round. But you kind of it kind of takes you back to the nobody cares about winning the division problem that they tried to get away with with the second wild card. Right, because now the Mets can have eighty wins and win, be that extra team that makes the playoffs. And now, now congratulations, they're making shirts for the Mets. Right, but then it's going to, like, uh, if I could combine it, the two things to, like, the new first round would be a three-game series all at the team with the better records parked and there's six playoff games. I would be okay with that. And they played, like, Tuesday, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever, or even Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I would be okay with that if you want to add one playoff team. Adding two just doesn't seem right. I don't, it's too many, I think. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, they're trying to, like, speed up the game and make it more entertaining. But, like, again, October baseball is October baseball. And you have to finish that in October. Like, you don't call it November baseball. I, well, there it goes in November. Right. But it's only, it's like, a day. a day or two. But now you're going to add another yeah. series that's now pushing it. Into well, November. At that point, you either have to move the schedule up or take away regular season games or something. Because I agree, you can't be playing until November 15th or something. It's not, or November, even November 10th. It's probably it's too much. I, it just feels... The playoff thing felt like we, we all know. It felt like I stopped talking about the Astros kind of thing. But I, I, I'm like I said, I'm okay with adding one team. I wouldn't add too many. The Astros stuff is just, it, it's never going to go away. They handled it like shit, and the league handled it like shit, and it's just, I, this is going to be a crazy season for them. And I still think they're going to be good. They're probably going to win the division, but it's going to be a wild season. But do they make the playoffs? I think they're going to win the division. They're still the best team in their division. Are they, though? Uh, yeah. Because now we get to see how it actually works. Now we get to see can they hit a breaking ball. Right. It's going to be interesting if the Angels can finally put it all together. Yeah. I mean, I guess they got Rendon now, but like, do they have any pitching? They have Joe Madden. <laughs> they have the best pitching too. coach in the league, Vin. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's definitely going to help. They should have kept Matt Harvey, obviously. I I still, like, maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm stubborn. I don't think Altuve and Springer and Bregman and Correa are bad players now that they so, so aren't cheating, quote-unquote. Like, I don't think they're just going to, they just forgot how to hit, you still have to hit a baseball. I don't think they're going to be significantly worse players because of this. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think they're all going to hit 230 now. Like, And if they do? If they do, I mean... If There's they a bigger issue. Any, if they start off the season 1-4, and four, they are screwed. They're, it's going to be in their heads. They're going to, it's going to be talked about the whole opening weekend. They're, like, it can go south really quick. But 
like I don't know who they're playing the first series. If they got lucky and they're playing like the, the Rangers or something, the first series or somebody bad, and they get off to a good start, people will forget about it eventually. Maybe I don't know. I think people just like talking about it because like now they're just inferring things and just making jokes. Every time I swing and miss at anything, they're like, "Oh, they didn't know it was coming." Well, when he flinched at a breaking ball the other day. Well, like. Yeah, Bregman got caught looking at a, a fastball to, to Noah, and people were like, oh, he didn't know it was coming. They're playing okay. the Angels to start the season, going to Oakland, going to the Angels, and then they host us for two games. I mean, that's a tough start. Because <laughs> <laughs> Oakland's not bad. Oakland's not bad. No, the I Angels for four games at home. Win. And then they got to go to L.A. for two. Home for us for two, and then in Texas, in Tampa. That's kind of a tough month. Outside of that Texas series. And you know what? I Joe and know. Evan talk about this all the time. They don't come to the Bronx till the last week of September. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a madhouse. But, but, however, they do come to New York to play the Mets on June 2nd and 3rd. Well, I, I want to hear what you guys think about this. Because I said I don't think it's going to go away. But if they're good. You don't think it'll go away? If they're just back to their old self? Um, I don't think this ever goes away. It's like... Ever, ever? Um, It's going to hang over them for a while. I think it hangs over them. Interesting, like... Interesting, too, with the Bonds thing that came out today. Feeling like he's been blackballed from the league, and I think this is going to be similar for them. But they should be. Like he got kind of a raw. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say he got a raw deal. Well, he admitted to. But again, I was listening to Joe and Evan today, who said it. You, you don't. He hit 760 plus home runs. He hit 73 home runs in a season. He won four straight MVPs, and he admitted that he did it all on steroids. To a grand okay. jury. There's okay. no going back now. He did it. Okay. I, can I be honest? I don't care. He was the best player any of us had ever seen and will ever see on steroids. Before that, he was the whole thing. Right. When he was a skinny guy in Pittsburgh, he stole 30 bases a year. Yeah. He, he has stole 500 bases in his life. He's like, if you just make a guy in a video game, he was good. That was the first time. And then this time, on steroids, he was, you added all the bonuses and shit. You added all the equipment, and that would be the show. It's like, it, and the fact that literally everybody was doing it, and he's like the one that gets blackballed, doesn't make any sense. Right, Maguire's back in the league. Well, you don't hear from Sosa anymore because, you know. You don't, but Maguire's he, back he fell. Way. He fell into the bleach thing that Harley Quinn yeah, fell into. That was weird. <laughs> I still say you put Bonds and Clemens and Maguire in one, in one ballot and you put them in. And you call it the, the summer of the, the steroid summer for the Hall of Fame. Get it over with. Put it. Put an asterisk on the friggin' on the 
plaque. Because the three of them deserve it to be in there, whether mm-hmm. they did the in steroids their own or not. Separate wing, and call it the steroid wing if you want to. I don't. I, why don't we always get back to the baseball hall of fame? I hate the baseball. Well, because we keep talking about going to visit it this summer. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'd like to go to the museum, but like, I hate the process of electing players. Over. Agreed. I think everybody does fair. All right. With that being said, let's listen to a little more violence in the season. We'll be right back after this. Instantly Podcast channel can be found on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And of course, you can listen to all the great shows on the SD Podcast channel on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, SDBlog.com. Welcome back to the SD Podcast. You just listened to Violence in the Season by Division 1.1. Um, New York hockey has been quite interesting the last co- since the last time we spoke. Pretty much. Let's see, where should we start? With the Islanders falling off the cliff or the Rangers calmly treading along in trying to sneak into the eighth seed right now? It's going to be an interesting finish between both teams and the other teams in the same division fighting for the final two wildcard spots. Um, let's, let's talk about the Rangers first because it's been quite an interesting ride of... Uh, recent weeks uh it all started with trade trade deadline day where they they signed chris carter to a contract extension um it seemed to be the right deal because carter finally is having that breakout year that everybody's was expecting to have for him to have for a long time and then the next game he breaks his leg and unfortunate circumstances and then you don't see him for the rest of the year unfortunately uh then also, the same day, uh, Bushnevich and uh, Sorkin, so Sorkin, I'm sorry, Sorkin's the Islanders prospect. So mm-hmm. Sorkin get into uh, a car accident, and so Sorkin uh, Avenue X and Coney Island Avenue, by the way. Brighton Beach. Brighton Beach, one one two three five. <laughs> Apparently, I was like around the corner when it happened. Interesting. Yeah, I so. swear I didn't. I was literally around the corner. I wasn't there. What did you do, Stephen? What did you? He's not a. He's not a. I wouldn't even know what those guys look like to put their car into an accident. (laughs) He's not a good look. He's not a good-looking Russian to begin with. So he, we don't have to worry about that. Twelve days later, with a fractured rib, rib, he was back in the on the ice. Yeah, he he could have. Yeah, he could have waited it out a little bit, but it's been real interesting. Because Abanajad is having a some sort of hot streak, he scored five goals last week against the Capitals, and he's just been on a scoring tear. Like, if the Rangers make the playoffs, and he just continues to be hot, he'll definitely be in the talk of maybe being the final three for Hart Trophy situations. He already has forty goals. He's around forty goals. I don't know if he eclipsed it, but he's definitely around it. And yeah, he's, he's got thirty nine. 39, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I did see 39 the other night. I didn't know if he yeah. got another one. So he's they're playing pretty well. They're finding ways to win majority of the games that they're playing right now. They'll have like a night against the Devils just for whatever reason. They're just young and dumb, and for whatever reason, <laughs> it doesn't go in their benefit. But 
their way they're playing right now is pretty solid, and it would have been interesting to see if Kreider didn't get hurt on what would have happened. And most of the Lions are playing pretty decent to well, and if they keep it up with this tough stretch, they could I could see them finding a way to backing into the playoffs. Um, uh, the yeah. Islanders on the other like, what do you guys think about the Rangers right now before we go to the Islanders? I feel like the Kreider thing kind of killed any chance they had at the playoffs, to be honest. Even though they're only, what are they? They're three points out as we speak. Yeah, it, it, it's it's still it's still a long way to go, but it's right. definitely going to be interesting. And like, and they're yeah. still there's they were still technically a year away to make any sort of noise. The fact that they're close with. I mean, now Kreider's hurt, but they still they traded Brady Chase with a god another first round pick. They're kind, you're kind of right where you want to be there, you know, with the core of the team, especially obviously with Panarin and Zibanejad having a breakout year. The goal, the young goalie's looking like the prospect they thought he'd be. So they're right where you want to be. You know, this is kind of a house money year. If not, you come back next year with your full complement and the healthy Chris Kreider and and you know make a run at it. Yeah, that's for sure. It's gonna. So I, I think they missed this year personally, but we'll uh, it, see. Yeah, they're gonna they're... fall off. Zavitta's gonna get cold, and they're gonna fall off because of it. You can't, you oh, can't yeah. do what he's doing consistently. Well, the oh, for sure. Ninety-three points. Yeah, and Panarin's like, so... still being filthy as well. Um, and this is getting nothing out of Capo Caco as well. So that's gonna be interesting to see as right. well. Him another uh, year. Yeah. yeah, give them another year, and and it's the real thing, the real interesting thing is what will they do with Hank in the off season? Is Hank going to just? They have to buy him out. No, they're probably going to have to buy him out, or he finds That's a way to do okay. Insane. It is very insane to even think about, but they're it's not, gonna they, be he's not going to want to. They're not going to look. They're they're not going to be looking to move him because he won't waive it. So the only way to get rid of him is buying him out because they've asked him to waive it. For the last two summers, plus yeah, ball trade that's deadlines. True. That's true. So, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I wouldn't wave it if I was him. I don't, you want to stay yeah. here? Stay here? Yeah. It's, if it it's doesn't have a fashion district, he can't go play there. That's why he has to be here. Does Seattle have a fashion district? Well, he's a free agent, so they won't have to worry about it until July Oh, first. okay. He'll be a free agent at the end of next year. Question really? is, does it's Toronto have that. a fashion suit? I'm Who sure they that? do. I'm sure they, they have no they money. Don't have the cap room for it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they. He may they have to take less than a million dollars to play there next year, but they may have to, may have to take peanuts, literal peanuts. <laughs> so the Rangers paid you enough. We're just going to let you have a jersey. Yeah, basically. By the way, we need a hundred and fifty dollars for it to put your name on it. Yeah, exactly. We need that's part of the cap. We can't we can't spend money on jerseys. Um, I mean, we could get into the Islanders. It's just it's, I'm going to tell you right now, and I want you to not say anything until I give you all four lines that are needed to be playing. Hiles' Twitter is very gloomy right now. It always is. All right. Always. These are these are the four lines. I was thinking about this this morning. The four lines for this team to be successful. And, Vin, before you jump down my throat over this. I mean, 
I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. Okay. I'm ready. Let me give you all four first. So the first line stays the same. Barzy between Everlay and, and Lee. Yeah. Okay. The second line is Brock in between Josh Bailey and Derek Bassard. Wait for it, Vin. I know you're biting your lip right now. The third line, Pajot Bavillier and a rotation of Dalkal, Kunako, Kamarov, Lad. I don't even care who plays on the other wing on that line. Because Pajot and Bavillier need to play together. Because Bavillier is a third line player on a good team. Fourth line, Casey, Cal, Martin. And this is when everybody's healthy, of course. So, like, next week. Those are my four offensive lines. Broussard is known to be a better winger than he is as a center. And he was a hundred times better when he was playing with Nelson and he was on the wing. I don't disagree with that. But he they tried it. They, they went back to it when they got Pajot. The Nelson, uh, Bo, Broussard line. And it just didn't work. Again. Right, but that was because they put Bo on that line. Put Bailey on that line. Bavillier's a third-line player. The guy scores 10 goals, and then you don't hear from him for three months. Well, see, that's what happened. The problem was he was consistent for the first, like, three months of the year, and then I don't that fell off. I don't know what happened. I, I don't think – listen, it's been now when the streak ended in – November? Town's birthday at the end of November, yeah. It's been three months since the streak ended. They are an under 500 team. That's, that's just, just what they are. I don't care who's hurt. I don't care who's healthy. I don't care what, you know, who's playing third line wing. They are an under 500 team. Uh, maybe do they find it again? I, I mean, is Casey Sezikis that important to this team? The energy that he brings us. But are we real? Is it is the fourth line center really the difference between them literally not winning games outside of? Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. The and Detroit they said Red it. Red Wings and the San Jose Sharks. I'm it's the only two you. games they've won in the past two weeks. I'm going to tell you why. Because Pajot has been has come in here, and I'm pretty sure he has won every faceoff he's taken since he's been on this team. It feels that it's way. It's been a little unfair. It's been a little unfair because they just, it's been like, okay, tough situation, throw him in. Right. Tough situation, throw him in. Right. So for the next six years, we have that. Yeah. Barzi will always be a terrible faceoff man. I'm over it. Whatever. Yeah. The first line has to start off playing defense. We might as well just let them start with the puck behind the goal, behind the goal line and break or out. Or let Anders take the faceoffs. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I don't care. Pulak could take the face off. It doesn't matter. Someone, no matter what's going to happen, we're losing that face off. <laughs> Let the goalie go take it. I don't care at this point. Okay? Brock, Brock is, a de- is decent. Goalie. I'll give Brock decent face off. He's good enough to win a couple face offs. Okay? Pajot and Casey are, are the biggest face off people that they know. So. Casey's going to bring that element to that back to the penalty kill, which is going to be super important. But they just aren't playing. Like, I can take losses if they're playing at least like a baseline level of hockey. They're getting 
shellacked every single night. The other, They're getting their show run. The other big thing is that this is year two of a rebuild, and that's what pisses everybody off. Okay? Here's the thing. No. I'm going to tell you why I disagree. Once you sign Brock, Anders, and Eberle, once you make sign those contracts, you have committed. You have you are pot committed. Your chips are in the middle of the table. There is no extra cap room to go. That's why I wanted, we mentioned a little bit earlier, I was all behind Zach Parise. Because the way this roster is going to go and the way this team is going to go is we have three to four, five if we're lucky, years of this current roster to do something and then it is going to get really really ugly everybody's going to be it's going to be blow it up hit the reset button lose gone new coach like complete restart so i can take three good years of zach parise at a, a too high of a contract to know that they'll at least be competitive It's just, it's frustrating because they, we did get, we got kind of too excited and we got hot, you know, the hot streak and whatever. And it's just like, they're nothing yet. And what's going on defensively? I know there's still a lot of injuries, obviously. One one eye was on the ice today. Yeah. Yeah. Pirate boy was on the ice today. (laughs) The the guy. That guy was on the ice. I, I, Jack Sparrow. I, he said, yeah. He said he wants to be Jack Sparrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I can't explain it. The, the guy almost got his eye cut out. And here he is. Yeah. 90. Can you think about how painful? Yeah. stitches fitting in an eye area? Yeah, that's there, absurd. There's no space for anything but stitch there. There's no skin. It's just stitch. I, I don't know. But... I mean, defensively, they lost, obviously, their best defensive defenseman in Pelic, you know, a couple of months ago. Yes. And that's yeah. been another big, you know, reason why they've struggled. But, I mean, if the, if the margin for error is that thin, that you lose your fourth-line center and one defenseman, and even before Boychuk got hurt, things were not going well. Like, if, if that's the margin of error, you didn't build a good enough team. Yep. Very fair. And, like, I'm looking at the standings now. Their their goal differential is zero. They are exactly an even team overall, goal-wise. It's it's not good enough. Thomas Grace has been not great recently. The only saving grace I have is the other teams in the playoffs. Like, the Rangers is the only one that seemed to want it in their playoff race. The Hurricanes are have no goaltenders. They're up and down, even though they beat them. The Blue Jackets, I think, are bad, even though they keep beating people. They're under 500, technically. Pittsburgh like, came down you... Philly doesn't stop losing. Yeah, no, Philly is on fire right now. Philly is literally tied for first place, and the Capitals are losing to this. Oh, no, they're tied for the first place. Okay. But, yeah, they both have 89 points in 68 games. So, like, Philly might win a division. Which is crazy. They said, I, they the said it. Crazy, Com- Compton was on with Carver, who said it. Consistently, consistently, consistently. They have... Each team has had a moment in the season 
where they got hot in the division. Yeah. Every team has gone on a streak where they were hot, and the Islanders was just too early. But 19 of 30. The Caps were in the same hot start we had, basically. Very similar. Right. That was the numbers today. What did what you say? 19 of 30. That's what the Islanders need. 19 points in the in the rest of the season. They have so the next, right, there's 15 games left. Right? right, so it's 30 points. So you need nine. Compton but, says 19 makes the playoffs. So 19 puts them at 98, which I could right. That makes sense. And they're playing. I don't know what the number is now. I know the other day it was like of that last 18 games, like 11 are against non-playoff teams. They've already played two of them against Ottawa and Montreal and lost both of them. They probably got another eight games at least left against non-playoff teams. You have to win those games. Mm-hmm. They no longer have more than one night off. I, I'm willing, like I said. Okay, so he shouldn't. Casey shouldn't be this important, but I'm willing to get it back. I was talking to Devin about this. I'm willing to get back to where he's there because it's not only his energy, like you said, but it's the matchup. Now, that line takes on somebody else's first line instead of Peugeot taking on somebody's first line. And then Peugeot right. can take on a second line, and then the third line, the fourth, the first line can take on the third line, and you get your matchups a lot better. And the fourth line is like, what's it? Steven, I meant to text you this the other day. What's the Power Ranger robot thing called? Megazord. Yeah. Popping to my head. The fourth line is like a Megazord. When the Zords are by themselves, they stink. But when they put them all together, it works great. Because so the way Barry Trotz's system works is four lines. Now, when you score one goal and you're up a, and you're up two or two goals in a game and you're up 2-1 with under a minute left and you have Pajot and Casey on the ice for two full minutes... You're not worrying about right. a face-off. But now, if Pajot's dead on the bench, you got to worry about a face-off. Yeah. Because there's nobody else to take it. I'm very – I don't think they're making the playoffs, to be completely honest. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens when Casey gets back. They're just – they look so – All right, so it's Vancouver. It's What's Calgary doing this year? Calgary's good. Who would have thought? Calgary's good, yeah. Vancouver's good. They're in a playoff spot. Edmonton. Why are you looking at the West? Because we're playing the West Coast trip right now. We have Western Canada. Oh, right. I forgot. Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Pittsburgh. A stop in Pittsburgh on the way back. A stop in Brooklyn before going to Toronto. A road trip to Brooklyn. Okay, so that's one, one two, three, four, five, six. Six of the next six. seven on the road. And it's six playoff teams in a row. Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Calgary, Toronto. All in the playoffs. Right. And two of the ne- the next nine are in Brooklyn. The end of the season is where they, they would get to make hayway. Because it's after, like, it's the Devils, Buffalo, Montreal, Columbus, Minnesota, Chicago. We can't beat Buffalo! Well, I mean Montreal. I mean... They absolutely destroyed us. Who? Montreal. Montreal, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know, but, like, they're still not good. They're better than we are. They might be. You said they need 19 out of 30 points. They are 
since the streak ended, they are worse than the, than the New Jersey Devils. Let's go. Devils for life. So, like... <laughs> Brooklyn Cyclones gave the Mets that went down in the minors a ring for last year. It's pretty funny. Wait. Brooklyn Cyclones won a championship with? Yeah. Yeah, don't you remember Fonzie won the championship and got fired? Oh, yeah, and got fired. And now he's <laughs> in the middle of fame. Oh, God. 11 years ago. Wait, wait. Okay. Huh. 19. I'm telling you now. Okay. 19 points, Vin. Give me one point a night. <laughs> <laughs> they gave Robbie Cano a Brooklyn Cyclone ring? Really? Yep. Everybody who wore a Cyclone jersey got one, basically. Yep. Jared Lowry. Jared Lowry was part of the team all season. Doesn't count. Who? Jet Lowry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was perfectly timed. <laughs> I forgot he was the person. You remember the guy with the robotic leg? I, I didn't hear what you said his first name, all I heard was Lowry, and his name didn't register in my head. That that was a person that existed. The guy in camp they're right looking... now with the robotic leg. Yeah, and they're looking for a smaller knee brace. Excuse me? If this man can't play without a knee brace, send his ass to Tahiti. I don't care. We can get more into the Mets. Michael Conforto might have an oblique injury. Yeah. That's... Here we go. Now all it's right. baseball season. I was getting too worried that... with all the Yankee injuries. Right. I was We're afraid we wouldn't want to have Conforto... part of it. Got this oblique injury injury three years ago, and then just waiting to fix it. When now. he hit that second home run in the World in Game Four yeah, of the exactly. World Series, that's when, when he, he struck broke. out in the All Star Game, he got his oblique injury. It's like DPHO's hip injury all over again. Here we go. Oh, man, that was <laughs> the worst. Let's go listen to more violence in season. We'll be right back. Two hundred and forty of the S Podcast Show. I'd like to pick numbers number twenty four, Willie Mays. Okay. Um, I mean, you, you want to get into some more Mets stuff? We kind of start talking about the Mets and Dead Lowry in the last segment, but we can continue with that. Like we said, Michael Conforto. It just came out today that he went back to. New York for some more tests, obviously. I think Danny Happy said, of course. baseball um, season. Really the first <laughs> real injury the Mets have had. Um, Seth Lugo was a little banged up, but he's fine. It was just a small thing. Noah Syndergaard um, still is not wearing clothes. Noah Syndergaard. Just shirtless Noah Syndergaard. At Underwear only. gone fine in camp. Oh, there was something I want to talk about. Oh, uh, I'm just... Just popped into my head, but I want to talk about it. This should be fun. Out later. Is it that it the country's running out of I'm masks? I'm doing it now because you, somehow I went from shirtless Noah Syndergaard to Dom Smith, who has like 40 at bats this spring for some reason. I don't. He's like playing every day, 
Um, what did you guys think of the mic'd upness of the spring training games? Not just the Mets, but Freddie Freeman and uh, it's been okay. Cubs. It's been all right. It's been I, fun to say. I saw Chris- yeah, like Joe, like Joe and Evan said. I'm sorry. I, I think it's cool for spring training, but the minute it's like in the regular season, it's That's gonna be too much. Cool to a certain point, but. It's just like anything mic'd up, like the whole Sam Darnold thing. It has to be the right player. Like, let's say if a guy's slumping and he's just talking about nonsense, it's going to be, especially in this area, it's going to be blown out of proportion times 500. Um, well, like, yeah, like, the, they didn't show a lot of it because it wasn't interesting, obviously. But Pete was mic'd up to the start of the game. He's not, yeah. He's cursing. He, he, he's, what? He yeah, cursing. he was cursed. Yeah, he cursed, but he's like he's an awkward guy. He's not the most fluent speaker on the face of the earth, and he like didn't talk during his at bat because he was focusing. Yeah. So like, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the, the stuff with with McNeil and JD and Dom was funny. Yeah. When Dom's mic went out, and um, the stuff with Rizzo and Bryant was funny with the the Cubs the day before. Freddie Freeman was good the day after or whatever, a couple days after. I they do mic people up during like Sunday night baseball, right? Like I'm not not to have conversations with, but just like like NFL mic'd up. Like you hear stuff. Um yes and no. I know it was used to be a Fox thing more than anything for a little bit. Because, like, I would – I mean, I know you don't say much on the baseball field, but I would do that if nothing else. Because, I mean – Well, well, like, like, what Pete was saying, though, after the game doing it, that's what has to – that's what baseball has to do. They have to find a way to cater to promote the game and their young players and players' stars of the game. They really do a terrible job. And all, and we do this. We talk about this yearly. How Mike Trout's not, excuse me. How Mike Trout's not a every household name is insane, especially for our people that like sports. It's just like, are you kidding me? You don't know what who Mike Trout is. Like you can ask a bunch of younger kids, and they'll be like, who is that? And they're like, who's that? You'd be like castrated if you didn't know who Ken Griffey Jr. was back then when we were growing up or something. Right. And, like, don't tell me it's because he doesn't have a personality. There was a little robot playing for the L.A. Clippers, and he's one of the biggest stars in the league. So, mm-hmm. like, you can't tell me it's a personality. You can't tell me, like the commissioner said, that it's his fault. Like, stop restricting what can be posted on Twitter. Stop blacking games out. And, like, just let social media advertise for you. It's, it's, it's the simplest thing. And, and, and can't get out of their own way. And that's the cool thing about NBA. Well, not a cool thing about NBA, but you don't even have to watch the NBA. Like, I want to find a nice niche where, like, the NFL, NHL range. Because NBA, you don't even have to watch the game, and you, and you know everything that happens on Twitter or yeah. uh, Facebook or Bleacher Report. Forget it. But, right. but, like, baseball needs to find a way to, like, not be so old. You know what I mean? Like they 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 have to find a way to cater to the younger demographic, and and by them 
opening up and not showing that not everybody's robots and like this offseason how everybody talked about the Astro thing it it showed an authenticity of the players of the game and it's like see this is something good like we could like like a Trevor Bauer type of player and those kind of players that that is an open book and you, you you want these guys to be well and you'll be able to find a ride of like what like is cool about the game. That's why I love this CC Sabathia podcast with Ryan Rucco. It's a really cool podcast. And especially last year when it was his final year, granted he was on the DL bunch, but he was able to get inside depth of the Yankees and, and other teams that they played and were able to get other players to interview that weren't. It was, it was a, it's a real cool podcast if you're a baseball fan. And I know it's probably a lot of Yankee is really Yankee centric because of CC and Ryan Rucco, but you just have to overlook it. And and it, and it is a good conversation between CC and and Ryan Rucco on most weeks. Um, like yeah, I, I, I seems like an interesting podcast. I never had a chance to listen to it. Oh, I, I, I definitely recommend it. Like for example, last last week's podcast. CC's very tight with Sonny Gray, and 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 it's pretty funny. Like you would never expect two completely different backgrounds and everything like that. And Sonny Gray looks up to CC, and it it's really cool that someone that didn't show up to like didn't play great in New York still found a way to be an All Star last year in Cincinnati. So. It's really cool to see like the inner graphings of things, and obviously, Sonny Gray is, doesn't live under a rock, and he knows he didn't perform in New York, but he is—he was still able to make fun of himself in certain situations, and it was a cool conversation. I, I would definitely recommend that podcast uh, if you've never What's the listened name of it? to it. It's R two C two. Yeah, they're... um, but yeah, like this is a going back to the like the NFL NBA thing. Like, it's a, I feel like it's kind of a small thing, but like they usually have a new show on, on Thursdays. Before I forget to say that, but okay. yeah. if you go on like the NFL's YouTube by the end of Sunday, all the like full twelve minute highlight videos of the games are all up on YouTube. Because like that's something for me, for somebody who roots for a team that's out of town, I look forward. I go and watch it, even if I. Like quote most of what happened on Red Zone, I still go back and watch that thing. It's like it's just little things like that, you know, advertising the highlights, advertising the guys, you know, the players. And that's another thing. Like I shouldn't, we shouldn't have to split money on on that bat to get a, a like a game like what you say, like a short highlight video of each right. package. Or right. or the or the whole blackout thing. Like I know every league does it, but like it's it's ridiculous sometimes. You're like, but where? It's just what like they they got to find a way to not shoot themselves in the foot, or have more creativity of. All right, yeah, they're not MLB, but they are promoting the game, so to speak. Let them promote the game. They're helping you get more eyeballs on a particular game. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. I, I would, I think I retweeted it, but I would record. I would suggest anybody go read uh, KFC's Barstool's blog about like baseball just being itself, basically. 
he put it perfectly. Baseball is a play. Baseball is Broadway. It's a play. Broadway hasn't changed in the past 30, 40, 100 years, whatever. It's basically the same thing. Just be yourself and do what you do, but just do it well. Don't, you know, try to change rules or add things or, I mean, probably add the DH because that's a little stupid, the, the league's. Like, that's always annoyed me that, like, the American League and the National League are, like, two separate things. Like, nobody cares if the, you know, the Clippers are playing the Knicks. Like, nobody considers that an interconference game. You did know, you for, s- whatever. Speak nobody cares. Real quick on the Knicks. Did you see that it was the most, the highest point spread that the Knicks were favored by in, like, four years yesterday? And it was, like, eight yeah. points? Yeah, I saw that. And it was, what, eight points? Eight points. Oh my god. Did they win? <laughs> they yeah. did. But they didn't cover. God. <laughs> I mean, okay. The Knicks, I, I honestly haven't been paying attention. Are they, like, watchable? Uh, they're getting to be, for the Knicks, watchable. Um, the young players, unfortunately, their most exciting game was the night that Spike Lee decided not to use the <laughs> regular entrance. And... Whether it's Spike's fault or the Knicks' uh, fault, regardless. I want to know what – I got to – there's got to be some sort of security camera f- footage of this because this is – I was watching him – I finally got to watch the clip of him on – what was the show? ESPN? Uh, for, uh, your first take. First take. First take, yeah. It, whatever it is. ES, another show that doesn't show sports. It just converses about things. On ESPN. It's like MTV and music videos. Anyway. Oh, maybe it was Get Up. He might, have been, he might have been on both. No, it was first take. He was with Stephen yeah, okay. A. So, I heard the story, and I'm like listening to it, and I'm like, there has to be some sort of video of the elevator stuff happening. And uh, only, probably James Dolan going like up afterwards. to him and talking to him. Because well, you, you was... saw the you saw the Knicks press release, right? That was the most well, petty thing ever. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. The only video I saw was like from somebody else's cell phone video yes. from the elevator. That's the only the video they, that's the only video that surfaced. Yeah. And then there's pictures of them two of them talking at halftime. We don't know but... if it was from that game. The picture the Knicks sent, we're not sure if it's from that game or whatever game, but they do it post the picture of the two of them talking. Then the to make matter they show they send a picture of the entrance that he should have entered it. So it's it's just the Knicks being petty. And the and the worst part in the worst part, it was like a eight it was like a fifteen year old wrote the statement. It was it was like the most yeah. petty thing I've ever read in my life. And I'm like, this is the New York Knicks. The Knicks win a game for once. Their young star win, wins them a game. They they get the new president their first one of the him being with the team, and then Spike Lee can't. They almost threaten to kick Spike Lee out. Like you I, can't make that stuff up. I have no doubts that they asked Spike to use a different entrance, but just it's Spike. Just let him. Yeah, go just just next in. time, next time Spike, just use the other entrance. Well, like they're saying they've asked him multiple times to stop using this entrance. Yeah, well, like, apparently. Do you believe it, though? Apparently. No, I don't believe them, but... Even if they why would, why would he lie? 
like, why would he lie about an entrance that he's been doing for 30 years? I, I, What's the but it is funny that they're asking him to go out of the building. Like, everybody knows the rule. Once you're out, you're out. I know Spike Lee's a different exception to the rule, but it's just, it was just funny. And then, and that's the problem with the Knicks. The Knicks have it. The Mets have it. The Jets have it. Once you do so many stupid stuff in the media, no one believes you if you're right, ultimately right or wrong. You're always wrong. So right, the narrative is made. So that's I mean, the problem with the Knicks. But the, the Knicks, Knicks have def. Yeah, well, that's a different story with the Nets. They're they're holding on to the seven seed, even though they're under five hundred. I haven't really been watching them too much, to be honest with you. But so, so I, here's my thing with the Nets. Here's my here's my take on the firing of the coach and all this. Well, I, he I was brought the in. Of the he was game. he was brought in. He was brought in to basically develop young guys, right? Mm-hmm. And you hear this a lot in the NBA. Coaches get brought in, they're going to develop guys, and then they're going to go hire somebody else. Here's the problem with that. In the NBA, every coach has a different way of playing. So when you develop these young guys and then they have to learn a whole new system of playing, it makes zero sense whatsoever. However, the guy that the Nets just fired should be the Knicks head coach by June. Just saying. Yeah, he, he, really, <laughs> he, really, he really should be. <laughs> I'm just and saying. And he should... And he should be the Nets. He should still be with the Nets. He should still be with the Nets. Reason. But you know, you know what? I forgot who. I think it was uh, Meluso. Is who's Melissa's, the who, yes. who's the midday crew now? On Meluso, Mark, Mark, um, Moose and Maggie. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he said it the best. The Knicks and Nets should trade for my coaches. Let Fizdale, well, who brings I in free agents. Bring him into, let him go into Brooklyn and coach them. But yeah, the most inter- the two most interesting names this summer is Greg Popovich's contract is up. Really, I didn't. I missed that. He's nice. not going anywhere. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see if he doesn't go anywhere because of <clears throat> excuse me because he's grooming Duncan and what's her name to be the head coaches there. Becky Hammond. Yeah, so the question becomes, does he kind of walk away and kind of be like, all right, I'm not winning here anymore. Here, Here's the key. Go do what I taught you. I'm going to go bring Brooklyn a championship. I don't know. Could. I, I Very much I, could. I, Very I, much could. Right? The other name? Tyrone. Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, I saw that too. Well, okay, so... I watched their game against. They had a, a big comeback against against the Celtics. Yeah, Kyle Kaspert had whatever. yeah fifty points, right? Right. That was. I mean, honestly, it's the first night game I watched all year. That was entertaining. He seems like a pretty, you know, legitimate player, stud. But then they got killed by somebody the next night or to the next game, and then. They beat the Spurs, I think. Like they, he called them out. The coach called them out, and they responded and won a game and beat the Spurs, and then he got fired. I, I know this is a players' league, and I get it. That's fine. It just still rubs me the wrong way that that two guys. You have to assume 
that two guys who have played a combined like six games under this guy no. are making the decision. Durant's played zero. I know, and Kyrie's played like six. You know, it was Kyrie what, played like twenty five. Yeah, Kyrie's okay. played twenty. Okay, but whatever. Twenty on the it's, it's just a number. So anyway, but this was the interesting part about this, right? This was the interesting part about this whole thing. Durant has not traveled with the team all season. So how does he know? He goes into he travels with them to Miami, and now I don't know where this guy gets fired. So, is it? It's got to be them. It has to be. I mean, the players run the National Basketball League. We have to stop listening to Kyrie Irving in general and anything in life. I don't care what he says. At the end of the day, it's like, Kyrie. So, well, it'll it'll all depend on who gets hired. If Ty Lue gets hired, this is a Kyrie thing. If like Scott Brooks gets hired, this is a Durant thing. There's only one coach that has coached both of them. That's Mike Krzyzewski on the USA team. So, you know who else we'll has an interesting rumor. name? Coach K coming to the Brooklyn. Hey, oh, yes. Stop. But stop the it. most stop interesting it. name? Do it. The most interesting name is Phil Jackson. Mark Jackson. I for, mean, for whatever reason, it seems like he's blackballed. <laughs> what does he do? He's the color guy on on. Uh, no, I know. Like, what? Why? Because uh, as far as I remember, like he kind of helped build that team. Well, yeah. If he, yeah, if he was the their head coach, they would have still found the way to win those championships. So I, Basi- I, I don't basically, know. what happened? Basically, like what happened was Ted Nolan, he, he like built the team. He built the Warriors. The Warriors couldn't play defense. Steve Kerr came in and taught them how to play defense, how to win a championship. That's ideally what happened. See, there are basketball coaches that like, like Steve Kerr's a good coach. I think Spolster's a good coach. Pop's a good coach. I don't know about everybody else, basically. Like that's fair to say. Everybody else is okay. Your team's decent. I don't know. The NBA annoys me. And LeBron's going to win another championship, and that's just kind of it. LeBron's winning six more championships, to be honest. I, he doesn't seem he, he they beat the crap out of well, not to beat the crap out, but they beat the Bucks and the Clippers this weekend. Giannis got hurt, so that's kind of that should be interesting. Oh, speaking of Giannis, another name that was no, he's out. not he's not a free agent. I know next year, oh. next year. but you know who. "Quote unquote" created Giannis, who was Giannis's first real coach in the league. Jason Kidd. Mm, please don't hire Jason Kidd. <laughs> but that would be weird for him to come back to Brooklyn after him just out just leaves Brooklyn out of nowhere one night. Like, oh, okay, well, see you guys later. <laughs> I'm going to Milwaukee of all places. Yeah. No thanks. Well, doesn't everybody want to go to Milwaukee? I I will tell you very much so that no, everybody does not want to go to Milwaukee. <laughs> well, Christian Yelich disagrees with you. He has the uh, Bobby Bonilla contract ready to go. Yo, 
Christian Yelich is going to hit home runs in Milwaukee for the next 20 years. Forever. Yep. He's the only person that wants to stay in the state of Wisconsin. That's why Aaron runs away at the end of every season. He very much so does. <laughs> Aaron, he's like... still a good teammate and a good leader. I'm oh. not reading this off a... Per- off a Pre-recorded Vin. Good to hear pre-recorded yeah. Vin is in today. <laughs> this is me reading off a teleprompter. <laughs> I believe in Aaron Rodgers. We don't need to draft a quarterback. Self, uh, self-destructing, self Vin? I re- yeah, I recite it to myself every morning. <laughs> we never have to draft a quarterback. We never have to Ever draft a quarterback. Again. <laughs> We're not going to get 50 years of good quarterback play, so let's not even try. <laughs> I hear Brett... Brett Favre's grandson is just about ready to go. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait. He was like, he was like a rookie. I don't rookie. know what we going to do when the Packers have a bad quarterback. He, in all fairness, he was a rookie when his grandson was born. So, wasn't his daughter like fifteen when she had her first kid? I have no well, idea. His daughter. He had his daughter in college, so I don't think he would have been a rookie when she was 15 she's on the young side though i mean yeah i mean old side i guess old side technically whatever anyway we don't need to talk about barbara's kids or do we we do we do they're a good follow on uh on social media yeah, I guess. Anyway, some big announcements. Um, not really that big anything with us yet, but we are working with currently with the Blue and Orange Army from the Islanders for a big event on March 29th that will take place at Northwell Ice Rink in East Meadow. That's what it's called, right? Northwell Ice Rink. That's the practice facility. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Northwell Health Center Ice Rink. So make sure that they are going to be doing a special 329 day, considering the Islanders have an off day that day. There has been a plan in place with the Islanders to celebrate 329 day. Um, make sure you're following not just us on all of social media, but the Blue and Orange Army. Uh, Instagram is blue underscore orange army. Uh, hold on, I have the rest of them right here. Oh, they were right here. No, no, no. Oh, here we go. Cool. Section underscore 329 on Twitter. Blue underscore Orange Army on Instagram. Also, Boa underscore Tailgates on Instagram. And, of course, Blue and Orange Army on Facebook. Follow them. Fest is going to be making a huge announcement for all New York Islander fans within the next three days. Yay, announcement. Woo! We will be involved. We will keep everybody informed on how we will be involved as well. Um, it's going to be a good time, and we will make those announcements coming up. We're going to have a nice baseball preview show coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to start working on that. Uh, anything else? No. See you in a few weeks. Finn, any nice thoughts? <laughs> That's my last thought. No, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to hold that cough in. No, uh, looking, like I said, looking forward to baseball season. Hopefully the Islanders can turn it around. And uh, we'll have our first 
We had our first day of spring today, I feel like. Yeah. The weather was nice. I'm looking forward for it to keep going. Yeah, it, it felt like baseball. Unfortunately, we still have another month till baseball, but... But we don't. We have, like, two weeks. Till it counts, it's, like, three. Two and a half. Opening day is 17 days away. 17 days to opening day. 19 points needed by the Islanders. Let's do this. (laughs) Talk to you guys later. Shot, 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 shot.